Hi, you've reached the Mario Rosenstock podcast. Please leave a message. We were the rock and roll kids. Boom, boom. Rock and roll is all we did in Castlebar. <laughs> this is Ender Kenny, Mario. Really looking forward to today's podcast with Paul Harrington. The great days, 94, USA 94, winning the Eurovision in the Point Theatre. Fantastic stuff. <laughs> Bring it on. Yeah, how's it going? Um, this is Roy Keane here. Um, all credit to legal proceedings. Um, I hear you have Paul Harrington on today. Um, there's some sensitive material there regarding stuff that happened in Lily's Bordello. If anything comes out on that podcast, I will be instructing my legal brief um, to initiate um, harsh, litigious action. Thanks. <laughs> Well, a quick scan of the Mario Rosenstock hotline this morning revealed great excitement among our celebrity listeners um, about my special guest on this episode, the legend of Irish music that is Paul Harrington. So after quitting his job as a civil servant in the Department of Labour, where he worked for a time with uh, Bertie Ahern, would you believe, Paul threw himself into his real love, music. And not long after, he shot to fame when he sang Rock and Roll Kids with Charlie McGettigan at the 1994 Eurovision Song Contest and, of course, won. Now, that happened to be the same year that something else happened. That, of course, was Riverdance making its stage debut. And eventually, Paul would go on to be lead singer at Michael Flatley's Celtic Tiger stage show, would you believe? But get this. He was also the resident, and I know this from firsthand, the resident pianist in the VIP room at Lily's Bordello. So he has seen it all and sang with them all. Um, Roy Keane included, would you believe? And I know that Roy Keane has left a message about that. But he was also the man who organised all of the music at the funeral of our mutual great friend, Tony Fenton. And I can still remember that day to this day, very vividly. You two came to the church that day, um, all four of them, and um, performed in uh, what was really a wonderful lineup and a really great tribute to Tony. So there's lots of great stories coming up in this one, folks. Have a listen. He had a relative in Ireland somewhere, and he called to see who had won the Eurovision. And she had said to him, "Oh, uh, two two geezers with beards." <laughs> so that was that was that was it. Two geezers with beards. I didn't know Michael Flatley. I thought he worked in wardrobe in RTE because <laughs> he used to dust, you know, my jacket and and fix me up, buddy. And you know, he uh, Flatley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be kind of you're looking good, buddy. And I, I said, "This is who's this American guy working? <laughs> He's working <a> <laughs> wardrobe RTE, you know." He taught me a, an incredibly valuable lesson. He said, "He said, just say no," and I said, "Ah, yeah. Look, that's easier said than done." In me. Ireland, it is. Yeah. yeah. And he said, "Practice on me." Oh. And I thought that was absolutely beautiful. And I said, "Well, yeah. thank you, Tony." I said, "I'll start with tonight." Now okay. there is a question mark I have uh, over your tax situation at the time, which <laughs> is that you were eight times gig in a week, but you were also drawing money down from the public service. Which is why I left. Uh, yeah. Bertie, well, that's, I, that's, I think I think people are asking Paul, "Where's the money?" <laughs> well, I, there's a lot of people asking you that too. Well, I know. <laughs> My full chat with Paul Harrington coming up in a few minutes' time. But first up, one of the big stories in this week's news, and in fact in the last two weeks, is Ireland's turf war. No, not criminal gangs fighting for control of a territory, but actual turf and the cutting of said turf. As ever, my colleagues in the podcast world 
have their own unique take on this issue. They're all over it. Let's take a listen to Vogue Williams and Joanne McNally go after this on their fantastic podcast, My Therapist Ghosted Me. Joanne! Yeah? What do you think of this whole turf war thing? Holy shit, has somebody attacked the turfs? No, turf. You know the guys who dig up the turf? Oh my god, I love those guys. Complete ride baskets. Uh, what? Just ripping off their shirts in the middle of nowhere, glistening chests, getting filthy in a fucking field with a huge brick in their hand. No, they do it in a bog. You sick perv puppies, I love them. Are we talking about the same thing, Joanne? Yeah, those big culty mulch heads surrounded by a big roaring fire in the middle of fucking nowhere. I'm all in. No, Joanne, this is like turf, like bored pneumonia. More like bored pneumoning in ecstasy. <laughs> <laughs> Joanne, look, they're not ride bags. Most of them are like elf Nothing wrong with a bit of grey beard, Vogie. At least they know what they're fucking doing. But look at this lad. He must be about 90 years of age. I'd ride him. Oh, come on. He's serious. Well, let's just say... I wouldn't turf him out of bed for eating Pringles. <laughs> <laughs> and David McWilliams had his own unique economic take on the matter too, of course. Ready to go, David? Ready to go, John. Turf analogies ready. Metaphors mixed and loaded. Go. Hello there. Turf wars. Scary stuff. Mm-hmm. So if we see turf as a currency... Let's call it bog coin. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Two people are carrying bog coin. Right. I call them Bogman Barry and Turf Cutting Trevor. Half a day. But I'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Because you know what, John? What? You know what I think of when I think of turf? No. I think of a big plane oh, roaring fire David. in the middle of the main streets yes. in Darky Day. And a whole lot of us chislers out of our tits on Linden Village. David. Singing the fucking wolf tones David, and beating please. the bollocks out of those knackers from Vukorone. David, David. David. the fucking yard with you. David, now that's what I call a tough one. David, you're not a hard man. No, let's get on with the Davies sponsor read. So, <laughs> two of my favourite podcasts out there. Uh, as you can no uh, doubt glean and you will hear a brand new and exclusive comedy sketch on every episode of the Mario Rosenstock podcast Uh, but you don't have to wait until next week to do that we've tons of old episodes in the vault um, that are free for you to listen to so dive in and um, on those when you finish this one thanks to Curry's for all their support for the Mario Rosenstock podcast make sure you subscribe to this podcast if you're listening on Apple follow it on Spotify and just please do me a favour tell one friend about it if you like it that's all we want tell one friend if you're enjoying it and if you are enjoying it you can get in touch with me too personally I read them all and I get back to most of them Mario Rosenstock at gmail.com Mario Rosenstock at gmail.com I read them all um, so get yourself comfortable for the next little while because Paul Harrington is about to regale us um, with stories of the Eurovision Lily's Bordello's VIP area and even of the Department of Labour when he worked alongside Bertie Ahern of all people uh, nice one uh, that's where we get to join our, our conversation, of course, with, 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 with the old friend that that is Paul. <laughs> Good luck. See you. Can I go back to? We'll come back to this in a minute. Can I go back to the very beginning, though? Not the very beginning, but the very beginning of uh, our consciousness yeah, uh, yeah. of before you became a singer. I didn't realize you worked in the Department of Labour. 
I did. It's yes. a hotel now. <laughs> In fact, it was a hotel then when I think about it, uh, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We were going in and out. I, it was, somebody asked me recently as well. We so you talking. were working in the Department of Labour in the 80s? Yes. In, 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 I went in in 1979. It was Davitt House. Um, it's now the Mespel Hotel um, okay. on the canal. And uh, yeah, it was, it was really, I, I wouldn't say it was a dare, but it was a kind of a, the end of the, the bed was shook. Uh, in my house kind of saying listen today is the last day for that application thing do you want to do it or ah yeah sure why not anyway but and I never ever intended to do that because because I'm the youngest of a family of six and although uh, the, the the predominant profession in the family uh, was uh, printing uh, publishing all of that sort of thing right down through the family um, they were from the eldest uh, three first three brothers were all part-time musicians Semi-professional is what they called it at the time. In other words, you had a you were you were good, but you had a day job, um, and uh, so I applied for that job. I got the job kind of as a temporary thing. I said, "Ah, sure, look, I'll, I'll just you know it'll keep me going anyway until I get myself involved in music." I always felt and believed that music would sustain me in some way, shape, or form in my life, uh, and uh, yeah, so I was there for I was there for how many years? About seven or eight years, uh, maybe maybe longer. And I, I I went for a career break, and I'm st- I'm still on. Yeah, it. great. The, the sabbatical, is it? Yeah, no, I I, I did resign yeah. in the end. Yes. <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying they can still take you back. <laughs> no, although I still dream. Bertie Ahern was the in the Department he, he of Labour at the time. He was a minister at one point there, and there was uh, tremendous industrial relations. Uh, this had nothing to do with you, Paul, no? No, no, no. You weren't the... As soon as you went, things started getting better. Well, it was a strange... You weren't place. throwing things down into the loo or anything, aren't you? No, the, no, it was yeah. the oddest place because I, I remember I remember back in the back in the day when I was when I was leaving, the, uh, a, a very odd thing. Uh, Kevin Myers did did an Irish man's diary on me in, in the... Uh, in, I know, I can see your face changing. Yeah. What? Who? Why? Yeah. He, Kevin was looking for an angle uh, how to promote my... I was releasing my very first okay. single. And he, in other words, he said, well, fuck it, I can't just put you in the Irishman's diary and say you're releasing a single so what so we went talking about um we went talking about about the the, the how the wheels turned within the civil service and of course I, I'm still bound by the Official Secrets Act right. I'll, I'll tell you anyway <laughs> <laughs> no but I mean there were, it was just funny the way things there was, there was extraordinary things used to happen you know uh, the, 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 the not I suppose the inefficiency of it all you know I remember working at one time trying to get you know, long. I'll make a long story short. We were down. No, make a long story long. Okay, long story long. I had to spend. Everyone had to do a stint on reception at one point in 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 the building, and I was uh, you know, you know they take different people from different sections. I used to work in a section that was called originally called the National Manpower Service. You're way too young to remember this. Mm-hmm. It then was amalgamated and became FOSS, I think, or it was Anco, uh, FOSS and Anco. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Manpower, I remember. Oh, you've got mm-hmm. it. You got it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this is this is like seventy nine till about whatever eighty seven or eighty. I can't remember exactly when I left, but um, eighty seven. 88 but anyway um, so I'm down in reception but I was working on we used to we used to work on on files that were called red files that had they were kind of confidential I suppose and uh, they would go between the minister's office and us so I had to have um, a special locker that could be locked and we could keep them safe in other words if I needed to go out to the loo or anything like that just in case somebody in reception might go through red files. Anyway, I mean, look, this is not necessarily a funny story, but it's a bizarre story. I just remember, um, I had a week to do this, right? So by the time I, I requested 
one of these little cubby, cubby hole, or cupboards or whatever it was. Maybe a day, two days later, a couple of lads from the Board of Works arrived anyway, carrying this thing in. And they dropped it accidentally and the door flew open and it was hanging off. And I said, okay, well, can we do anything about this? And one scratched his head and he said, he said, well, you know, we're going to have to get the chippy to look at this, you know? And I said, well, great. When, when will that happen? Oh, it won't happen today. Mm-hmm. So chippy came and, and fixed the, uh, hinge. The, the hinge. Thank you for prompting me. And, uh, so any transport then there was no, uh, the, the, the lock wouldn't work. So he then said, or they said, we're going to have to get the smithy to look at this, the locksmith. So anyway, my week in reception came and went. That's all I can tell you. Mm. I, we never got to get that thing open or shut or, or uh, keep the file secure. And I, I always remember the kind of um, just the, the rules and regulations. You know, I used to use I, I used to work on, on um, uh, figures and calculating figures and st- statistics um, and uh, no, I wasn't a statistician. I was I was in the clerical end, but I needed a calculator. We were doing these things by hand, so I needed a calculator. Of course, they got me a calculator, which was a beautiful thing, but it came with a two-pin plug, a sealed plug, yeah. so we couldn't plug it in, okay? okay. So <laughs> I... <laughs> right, it sounds so like, I, yes, Prime Minister or exactly. something. Exactly. So we were on Mespel Road, and there was an, there was an elect- electrical shop there a couple of doors down. Uh, we, we used to call him Paddy Mespel. In fact, he used to cash your cheque from time to time. You know? Yeah, back in those a, days, yeah. A, a great, yeah, don't bother going in to get a plug, just go in and cash your cheque. Yeah. But uh, so I said to the boss, I said, look, listen, I'll run in and buy a three pin plug cut it put it on and off we go he said no couldn't be done because he said there'd be a he said there'd be a strike he said we have to get somebody from the border works to do that so i suppose i found it from that point on i kind of found this is a very strange odd setup you know mind you i stayed there I, it took me seven or eight years to contemplate getting out of there you know and yeah. and uh, and i suppose i wound up i was gigging i was gigging about eight times at about eight gigs a week and this oh God, yeah. and this job yeah. so I was just exhausted and I said look and I suppose I thought maybe I shouldn't be occupying a job you know if I already have a job and an income and well, that's it. so nice of you very nice of now me. you know during, during this podcast uh, Paul yeah. various people are listening into the podcast okay that's good live and they're live they're listening in live some of them are in their cars some of them are in mm. their offices and uh, they, they, they ring in from time to time yeah very and uh, they, they have a word with you so uh, obviously and I think Bertie Ahern is on, on the line actually from because he remembers you in my the old minister when I see him yeah. I see him rambling around he lives near me say awesome. hello to him say hello to him Bertie how are you how are you Paul how are you it's great it's great to it's great. It's great to hear your 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 dulcet tones there. And I remember you actually in, in the Department of Labour. Oh, God. I, I remember. I'd actually remember that red file and, and the three pin plug. And, and I remember <laughs> that there was a. I had to write a report about that, that plug. Oh that no! Took, yeah, it was four weeks. I think there was a tribunal about that plug as well. Oh, there was, oh, no. was an inquiry. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, that was went. I think it cost 750 million quid at the end. So I'm, really? I'm very sorry you did that. But <laughs> but no, for the listeners out there, I think Paul Harrington is one of the greatest um, singers out there. And, and, and I, I think that we had a lot of industrial turmoil at the time Paul was there. Not because Paul was there, but... but, but well, the Labour Court was there. The Labour Court was there. Exactly. And I used to have to get people around, around the table. Yeah. 
uh, and Paul will be Paul, but 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 we 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 had difficulty get making people see eye to eye, yeah. and I remember walking by Paul, Paul's 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 office. I think he was he was struggling with it with a calculator or something. He was looking at it funny and just trying to plug it in, but he couldn't. But the, the leave wasn't long enough or something. And, and 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 but I remember him. He was singing at the time, and I remember him singing. I remember I remember him singing. I think it was the Beatles. Paul, you were singing. I yeah, think it was we, yeah. we 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 can work it out. Yeah. And I remember I remember I remember I was going down the hall, and I could hear you in the background and you said try and see it my way and I remember I'll try to see it your way and I remember I went into that meeting and I remember we all came out agreeing with each other and, and huge progress was made on the labour front sure. that, that, and we, we, because if we can work it out Does that mean I'm not responsible for the for the bill? Well it means you're responsible for for, for me moving out of the Department of Labour <laughs> and possibly becoming Taoiseach. <laughs> well, hey, listen, so, well, look, I, I, I bump into you from time to time, Bertie, yeah. uh, because I live near you, as yeah. you know, and we yeah. often meet in the all, right, all yeah. Hallows yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. have a quick hello. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. so we, we can we can we can discuss this over the over thanks, coffee. Thanks. The and a whiter pale of shade was, 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 was one of them. You're brilliant at that. Well, you know, it's funny. There was a fellow that worked in there. With, it worked under your fellow called, uh, I think his name was Jerry Pike. You might remember him. but uh, Pikey, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you remember him well. But he, he was, you know, he was he drew, we my, all loved the He drew my attention to the fact that I probably shouldn't have been. Fortunate nickname. For, it was. <laughs> but he drew to my attention that I shouldn't have been really gigging and having to keep a government job. No, no, no. But I actually wanted to, 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 to draw your attention to that yeah. because, you see, the problem there, Paul, is, you see, I became Minister for Finance after that. Ah, now, okay. there is a question mark I have over your tax situation at the time, which <laughs> is that you were eight, eight times gigging a week, but you were also taken... You were drawing money down from the public service, which is why I left. Yeah, uh, Bertie, well, that's, that's, I think that's that's that there, there there's a few questions to be asked. So I think people are asking Paul, "Where's the money?" <laughs> well, I, there's a lot of people asking you that too. Well, I know, but I think don't divert it onto me now, Paul. I think you know there's double job in here and everything. I'm, that's true. Um, did did that's you have a bank account by any chance? Several. <laughs> I think we leave it. Okay, we leave it there. Thanks, Bertie. We leave it there, Paul. Okay. Cheers. Just, Thanks, I think Bertie. that was a, that was good, good to talk to you. Yeah. Wow. So, well, give us a quick resume then of your of your after that. Of, of your of your musical career up to let's oh, say ninety four. Uh, well, okay. Well, we, I go back to Jerry Pike, right? Yeah. A funny incident with him. In um, he was uh, sitting chatting to my boss um, and talking about something, and it came up. Oh, he had seen a poster in in uh, the Sanford Lounge in Ranelagh, and uh, he kind of turned to be very he was a very polite fella. He said. Uh, uh, he said, "I see you're doing a a, a little thing up in uh, the Sanford Lounge up there in Ranelagh." And uh, ah, yeah, yeah. He said, "I said, what is it you do? Is it it's kind of a wallpaper music?" He said, "I said, mm-hmm. yeah. I said, yeah, it's kind of backgroundy, nice, you know." But it was funny. I then met him in the Berkeley Court. On just I, it was probably the day after there was a reception after winning the Eurovision in 1994, and I just I, he was having lunch. He wasn't in part of our delegation, but I I tapped him on the shoulder. He said. I said, Jerry, how are you? I said, that old wallpaper music worked, worked out all right. You know, it was a nice, nice little moment. But anyway, yeah. so that's, that was so. So the, remem- the thing I remember about that, and I think a lot of people remember about it was, apart from the fact that the song is charming, um, and there's, a, I suppose, a few things you could say about the, the song, that it, it's easygoing, it's mm-hmm. sentimental, it's unashamedly nostalgic. Yep. Um, but there's something else about the song, and I think it was because it's, the Eurovision is about performing a song live in front of a, a television and live audience. Yeah, there was something about the two of you together mm. that it looked like because it's all showbiz, right? Yeah, it looked like you were two mates who had gone through a bit together yeah. and were fondly reminiscing about their lives together. 
two guys who were coming out of their youth. Yeah. Um, not into, quite into middle age. No. But no. just into, out of their youth and they'd, they'd seen a few things and done a few things and they were just hearkening back to when they were teenagers. And I think that's probably true. I mean, I think yeah. there's an, even, even though we didn't know each other that well, yeah. there, there were... It, but that doesn't matter. You looked no, like that. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, but there was, a, there was a couple of glances. Oh, well, there was a connection from, for sure. There was a real connection. Yeah, yeah, and, and Pete, yeah. I think that actually went, these guys have it because he would look back at you and you would catch his eye. Yeah. And there was a kind of, we're in this together. We know this story together. Absolutely. I, I mean, it was, it was, it was, um, I mean, don't forget it was a great song to, to, to begin with but um, there was a genuine connection between the two of us because we were you know we did feel um, uh, kind of up against it because even though we, you know, I was 34 he was he's about, he was about maybe 9 or 10 10 years older than me um, we did kind of feel not isolated or it was a bit weird it, it felt like this was not where we should be or this was, wasn't was our competition we kind of felt we, well we're either going to win this or we're going to just disappear but let's make sure we do a, a good job so we did we were in a kind of a bubble together um, also I think we got lucky with something that, that 94 was I think we we accidentally just about uh, got slightly ahead of a, a zeitgeist accidentally I say uh, because this was all the unplugged thing was really coming in true and I think we just about were about a half a yeah, foot good, ahead good, of that good observation and, and, yeah. and that struck me at the time because um, that's that feeling of a piano and a guitar on a stripped set that's it just you singing know, the song that's it and no this. big production no yeah, no, no yeah. distractions mm. and because at the time you know because I I had never worked with an orchestra at the time and it was something we were kind of looking forward to because oh, this would be great and Brendan it was Brendan in fairness said, said you know what I think we should do it this way and uh that was met with a bit of resistance, but but we we just kind of gave into it and said, yeah, okay, look, let's let's go with the wisdom of this, yeah. and um, and it you know, and the odd thing about it was it was the first time I ever put my foot down about anything in, in, on the week because when it was decided we weren't using uh, uh, the orchestra, and again the late Noel Callahan, um, I arrived, we arrived on the set for day one of the of the week of rehearsals, and uh, there was this kind of. Uh, Hector Gray type small little ridiculous piano on on stage mm. you know and on this huge stage mm. so I said no this the, you know and I would never I'm not that sort of guy mm. who would be going this won't do mm. but I said look you know if it's just piano guitar and vocal we need something decent you know mm. and they did in fairness they, they got, then they brought out this huge huge piano which was kind of funny during the rehearsals one of the rehearsals was they forgot to lock the wheels you know so it was quite the Les Dawson moment <laughs> the, 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 the piano took off yeah, the piano moving away from me me kind of you know afraid of my life to stop you know yeah. but uh, I was looking it was a terrific yeah. terrific week and for you know for me and, and I'm sure Charlie would say the same thing I mean it was really for our families because like it was just it was just a great moment for you know all, all my family were alive and well then you know and, and it was it was something that they all got to experience and several things about that then of mm. course you won it was a beautiful song it's one of the f it's one of the few Eurovision songs that has really stood the test of time yes maybe few is the wrong word um, one of one of one of not a, not an awful lot of Eurovision songs have stood the test no. of time and this one definitely has without a doubt it I'm really has and the other thing of course was the extraordinary performance of River, River. Dance. oh yeah incredible incredible and, and, and so did you see had, you had presumably seen it in the rehearsals beforehand 
if you had seen it in the rehearsals beforehand, no, you hadn't. No, we didn't because you just kept, saw it on the night. Yeah, they kept they kept it under wraps because we were third out. I mean, this was the strange thing, and I've, I've 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 said this story once, if not or a million times. At the time, I I didn't know Michael Flatley. I thought he worked in wardrobe in RTE. Because <laughs> that's the truth. He used to come in and out and and, and eat the long hair and, yeah. and and we had the same sort of costume call costume time. Yeah, and. Uh, he, um, I, you know, it'd be great to hear from him. Mm. But uh, I, 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 I must tell listening. you, I must, I must tell you, I did get to work with him ten, ten years later in a show, a badly named show called Celtic Tiger. But however, it was a great show. Um, but that aside, um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, the wardrobe call. I genuinely because he used to dust, you know, my jacket and and fix me up, buddy. And you know, he uh, flatly, yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be kind of, you're looking good, buddy. And I, I said, this is who's this American guy working? <laughs> He's Wardrobe <laughs> you know, and that's the truth because I, I I made no connection. So I um, anyway, it was it was on would have been on the night that we saw saw it, and it was like again, you know, you you could hear a pin drop. We were in the green room watching it, and it was unbelievable. Uh, and the you know you you know how I was going to say how can you forget that spontaneous roar? You can't because they they play it on the adverts for Riverdance every every time it comes out. Yeah. you know, for the last umpteen years, um, but. Um, I always remember as well, I always remember, not then, but thinking about it over the years, you know, what uh, what are Eurovision to win, you know, like this three in a row, Riverdance born on that night, and uh, it and it went on to be the, the phenomenon. I remember I was I was only talking to somebody recently about this that, it, you know I think I think it was Moya was saying uh, you know if it, if it wasn't for I think it was AIB or some you know some financial mm. input at the time the whole thing would have collapsed yeah. you know so it's quite such a, fine lines things I, I know it's incredible and, and of course it is what it is today yeah. but oh, uh, he's there he's there sorry he's there flatly oh, uh, flatly uh, there say hello but, to him will you? that's gas because I, I have, oh I Jesus have, I was how hoping he was listening I say have, hello to him Michael. Abby Jesus, tis me old flower. Be the hokey. Tis me old flower, pa, Paul Harrington. How are you, Harold? I'm good, Michael. Great, great to hear Abby from you. Where, where are you now? Are you, are you in Castle Well, Hyde? you know, uh, uh, an ill wind, you know, there's no need to fear an ill wind when your haystacks aren't tied down and a trout in the pot is better than a salmon in the sea. But I'm on the, I'm on the road. I'm on the boger. So I am down to Castle Hyde. Passing through <laughs> Fermoy now. Just passed an Altach cottage. Me granddaddy, the Tinker Flatley, didn't he live in there? 1869 he did. Nearly died in the famine, but he survived. And I still have the, the, the last potato he ate before he died. I'm, I'm sticking it up on a statue there tomorrow outside me house in Castle You're a great survivor. No, I'm chiseling, I'm chiseling, a, I'm chiseling a statue of me granddaddy out of the potato. And uh, I'm just working on his eyes at the moment. And, uh, it, <laughs> it'll be a great tribute, Michael. It'll be a great tribute. And I remember our times and dusting you off and fluffing you down and everything backstage. And I remember the old dandruff and the, the hair. You still had yeah. the dandruff? Um, yeah. No, I'm you on were, the head and shoulders. Be Jesus, you were riddled with it. You were an absolute tinker for the dandruff, so you were. <laughs> Jesus. It was like snow, and I thought it was, I thought it was Christmas you, Eve. You in, you the, th- in Chicago. In the point, in the, I thought it was Christmas Eve in the Point Theatre. I looked outside, and it was sun, the sun was shining, and I I said, where's all the snow coming from? Oh, no, dear. that's a different story altogether. Yeah. But, Jesus. <laughs> but we'd, we'd, yeah, that, that'd be Jerry's, Jerry's, Jerry's affair. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but, 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 but we'd be looking at this now and I'd be saying to you, I'm so excited, by the way, buddy, to be talking to you. It's bringing back all the memories. And, and then didn't you sing like a lark for me ah, in I the Celtic Tiger? Ah, Would you tell the listeners fantastic. that? Oh, look, uh, Michael, I'll, I'll stay on the road.
road and I'll have a listen. I okay? do, do, Good do. Luck. I have a canary on Boherlet. <laughs> Good luck, Nan. Ah, oh, thank you, Michael. That was lovely, wasn't ah, it? Look, it's so great, you sang with Fatley. Great to hear from him. Yeah, mm. I mean, I, I bumped into him um, in, in, again in Lily's. I was the piano player, uh, the piano man in, 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 in the the VIP lounge uh, up uh, up above. It's a long time ago now. You might remember it yourself. I do. Uh, and uh, so, I remember you there. Yeah, well, I think I sang with you once. Who you didn't pro- you sing you, with? Who, yeah, Roy, even your pal Roy sang with me as well. Yeah. But, uh, well, I just might as well stop there then. What did you, did he sing with you? He did. What did he sing? He sang positively Fourth Street. Yeah. The, the rumor was that he did. Yeah. Oh no, it, without a doubt. And so and, I can actually. So you've got a lot of nerve. That's it. Da, da, da. And was he in key? He was great. He actually really... So really, he's not tone deaf? Not at all. I tell you what, it was great because... So he, so he can sing? Oh, he can sing, of course. He can hold a note? He, absolutely. Brilliant. I, I was... Uh, because I had... Luckily, I had a Dylan book. I had uh, Dylan uh, songs, right? But I had loads of sheets of paper in there of uh, lyrics that I would, would be reading off in, in the place. Because it was a big football. Because after what had happened was, Niall Quinn was there. I it was after getting a song from Johnny Giles. He did... Um, uh, don't cry for me, Argentina. Johnny did, yeah, which is fantastic. Johnny and sang it. Johnny sang yeah, it. A lovely voice. And I played, yeah. and, and and I think he did it after Liam Brady had sung "Ruby, Don't Take Your Love to Town." Uh, Niall had, had was after. Is that Kenny Rogers? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Ruby, and what's his don't name? Don't take Niall, your love. That's it. Yeah, but uh, uh, um, Niall had done. Uh, they were all uh, in there. Oh, the whole lot of them. I, I see. You know, I should have written this down Go at the on. time. But they were either after coming back from. Oh, don't worry about that. Just, just a just Matter, doesn't matter. Right. They were all there. So Niall Quinn, because Johnny was, did. Don't cry for me, Argentina. He did. Yeah. Yes. Was Eamon there? Uh, uh, of course he did was. Did he do anything? I, I just did. All he did was drive me mad. All <laughs> trying to get on it. I, I, listen, you couldn't get rid the of the rose by Bette Midler. Well, no, no. I tell you, I tell you, his, his favorite one was. Um, oh God, uh, was it? Uh, um, I dreamed a dream, or was it? Was it? No, it's Abba. No, an Abba thing. I had a dream. Oh, I had a dream. That's it. That's it. I had a dream. That's exactly it. He had me tortured. At one point, I, I remember having. I used to have this fake kind of cap gun uh, that I used to put to his head to just to shield him, try and get him get him off stage. He was a, he was a nightmare. But Roy sang. But Roy, yeah, yeah. So what happened was everyone they kind of because everyone had sung a song at this stage. And he was he was the only guy part of football on you know gathering that hadn't, and they were all kind of come on Roy, come on Roy, yeah. and then he and he I think he just said to me look have you, and and he looked he came up and he was they kind of sh- shuffled him up you know and he was telling everyone to f off and yeah. you know gone mad and uh, you're all a shara and uh, but um, it's old habits die hard I don't swear on the radio <laughs> but uh, uh, so anyway they got him up to the side of the piano and he looked and he and he saw the Dylan thing he said and he. And we got a. He said, "Do you know positively forced I said, I took out the bloody thing. The words were there, and I knew it to play. And he did it, and it was brilliant. And did he broadly know the words? He was he he was taking a cursory glance, but he kind of knew it. He seemed to seemed to know the know the know the tune. And of course, for anybody out there who doesn't know positively fourth street, it's you've got it's, a, it's, oh, it's, it's very it's very you know. And for you, of course. Uh, uh, for you, of course, uh, Paul, who loves who loves lyrics and all that, you know, mm, yeah. um, you know, like you got a lot of nerve to, to say, say you are, are my friend. friend. When I was down, you, you just, just stood, stood there, there grinning. grinning. Yeah, you, you say you. So is it you lost your faith? Is it or, or? it's it's a, it's, it's 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 a very bitter. Ah, it is. It's brilliant. Twisted. Though. Ah, yeah. No, bitter twisted song. I, I loved it. I used to beautiful sing it. song. I used to I used to love singing it, but it's it's difficult. You know, uh, you know, it's difficult to be neutral around a Bob Dylan song. Yeah. You know? So it's. I you, mean. It, it's about a song. It's a song about a, a person. Could be a. It's about a, let's call it a man who's singing either about another man or a woman. Maybe a man who he fucking hates. 
<laughs> well, it, it, oh yeah, yeah, I guess so. I mean, you, 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 you walk by me every day. You give yeah. me, you grin at me, and you laugh, and you say, "Hello, how are you?" When secretly you want me to be dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He fucking hates the no, guy. He does. He's That's good. Well done. That's great. You've you've got the lyrics. Yeah. Uh, you say you've lost your faith, but that's not where it's at. Yeah, you, you had no. You said. You uh, said you lost your faith. You had no faith to begin. Oh, with. you ha- ah. See now, now that's a real challenge, isn't it? Uh, I sh- now you see you. He hates the person. I don't know the lyrics. No, 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 just remember no, the song. I'm just pretending. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> but no, I'm just saying. I'm I, when I think of the words, the hair stand up in my. Yeah, no, it's brilliant. I can't. I can't recall. So Roy them, sang that, yeah, and um, and did he bring the house down? Did he do well? He did, of course. I mean, look, it was it was it was a night. He was among his own because he was safe. That was the whole point, and that was the whole point of that room. By the way, is that for anyone you know, it could could let their hair down. So and who's that, Shane? Oh shit! Okay, it's Dunphy. He's on. Oh, Say hello to him. I hope he wasn't listening. Say hello, Eamon. <laughs> I had I, I had a dream. I dreamed a dream. I had a dream, a song to sing. Beautiful. To help me cope with anything, Paul. You're a great. You're a great pianist, Paul, and you're great at the piano as well. And you're really wonderful, Paul. You're you're a great guy. And I loved when you did Time in the Bottle with me as well. Yeah. I could have time. Beautiful. In a bottle. <laughs> it wasn't the only thing I had in the bottle, Paul. No, eh? no, no. I'll never forget. John was great that night. I'll never forget the night you, you, you came in. Karen Millen was sitting down, Eamon. And do you remember that night? You, you grabbed our champagne out of our bucket and started swigging it. <laughs> yes. Yes, I remember that, Paul. It was a great it night. It was a great night. She was. She was she I was, subsequently wore a lot of Karen Millen clothes. <laughs> and uh, later that night, I was wearing some of her skirts and dresses. Uh, well, yeah. look, I'm sure we all wear that night. But I, I can tell. And uh, the uh, I remember a great night with the Amy. You might recall this. Yeah. Yourself, yourself, and Vin, uh, Vinnie, Vinnie Jones were, were were fighting over the over Karen Millen's champagne. No, no, Vinnie Jones. He's a, he, no, Vinnie Jones is not a person of substance. I'm no, sorry, Paul. No, I, I, no, I don't remember that night. I'm inclined to. Agree. I remember Roy though. That was a great night. And John, John was great. Don't cry for me, Argentina. Brilliant. Ava yeah. Peron, fantastic yeah, stuff, yeah, John yeah. Paul. Yeah. Thank you, Eamon. Good Thanks luck with the Eamon. podcast as well. You should have Paul on your podcast. Yes. It, uh, only if he sings I Had a Dream. Well, what about Raglan Road? Is Eamon gone? He is. He's gone. He's gone oh, okay, yeah. Well, Raglan Road was my favourite. Here's another do. one, right? I can't let this podcast go by without ta- talking about a mutual friend of ours, Tony Oh, yes, Fenton. yes, of course. And of course, a lot of people would know that I was very friendly with Tony and very yeah. tight with Tony for about 10, 12 years. Yeah. And... And of course, you were as well. Yes, it, but but but, the, but 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 in the particular particular angle that I want to concentrate just for a minute, and you mm, can go off on one if you sure. want to. But is is Tony's funeral? Tony died, and before he died, he wrote a six-page will, mm. and in this, he asked that you would be the musical director yeah. of his funeral. You take it from there. Well, you know, I suppose to, to go back to the point where you're talking about being tight from for 10, 12 years or whatever, you know, I, I, I was there in that situation, but many years prior to that, you know, we, we remained great friends, but we hadn't been, you know, we'd go out the odd time together because he had changed his life um, considerably. Um, he had kind of stopped going out during the week and he, I, and I, of course, I 
2009 I got married and my life my you know our lives went in, in different directions but we we always remained great friends and again just something I did want to touch on Tony when I was going out with him uh, when I got hanging out with him and he used to call over to my parents house in Colester and uh, he, he'd arrive with the, the top open in the car and, and probably the top open the whatever on his shirt the whole deal pulling up outside and and the file of facts on the on the passenger seat and and uh, you know and there was a time you know when post Eurovision when it was tricky uh, for me because you were kind of weren't doing the big gigs but you were too big to do the small gigs yeah and it was a real real awkward time yeah and uh, you know to find your feet again mm. um, because you know Eurovision is great it's like you know the circus has come to town you know but win lose or draw the, the whole thing comes down everyone moves on. And Tony used to be we, we always going out and going to different places, and I'd be I'd be you know going with him, and I was his kind of his sidekick. Okay, and you know I I couldn't afford it. That was the reality, yeah. you know. And geez, we'd gone to all sorts of places, you know, for out for we would have a bite here, we'd yeah. have a bit of dinner here, we'd go to a club there. And Tony was a single man, well, exactly, with, with, yeah. with a, a large disposable income. Correct, and 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 a, and, a, and a great guy. I and mean, I spent some wonderful times with him. You know, you know, out in Connemara, he introduced me to to, Mike, to that whole, all those guys. Yeah, yeah, and, and more probably more importantly was was. Um, uh, you know um, Brian Hughes from the Abbey Glen and and uh, you know anyway there's a there's a whole different story there you know but we, we uh, fellas down there Dave Griffin there's a there was a gang of them you know that I haven't seen in, in yeah. years and years and years uh, Tony was did was made a free man of of um, that's right of Clifton the reality was he was a free man of Clifton long before <laughs> that that's for sure but but anyway I mean you know when you're around Tony these bizarre things happened you know we we were staying in this lovely cottage again it belonged to uh, Michael, I think, um, Michael O'Grady, uh, and, uh, you know, with, with the half door and, you know, uh, I, I don't know what time, maybe 10, 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning, there's a bit of a knock on the door and it's Brian Hughes shouting up and he said, hi lads, just leaving you a little gift. And there was an ice bucket full of ice, bottle of champagne and an, an invitation to dinner, you know, and I said, God, this is, this is, this is the life, you know. Mm. Um, anyway, I know I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm digressing, but, uh, but the thing is just to give you a little bit of background, Context, like yeah. t- Tony and I were, were very, very tight like that. And then, the, but there's a point where I, I couldn't kind of, um, uh, you know, I really struggled to try and keep up with them yeah. financially. I, yeah. I, I, I want to say, Tony, look, I'm, you know, this is hard yeah. for me. And and uh, so he taught me a, an incredibly valuable lesson. Uh, he said, he said, just say no. And uh, and I said, ah, yeah, look, you know, that's easier said than done. To In me. Ireland, it is. Yeah. yeah. And he said, and this was, I thought, I thought was the beauty, and and you get a rare glimpse of Tony's beauty, you know, inside. And he said, practice on me. Oh. And I thought that was absolutely beautiful. And I said, well, yeah. thank you, Tony. I said, I'll start with tonight. I said, I've got to say no to wherever yeah. we're going tonight. And that was brilliant, you know. Yeah. And, and he, he was he, very empathetic. Absolutely. Mm. I mean, you know. He was excellent on relationships as well. Okay. Like, yeah. let's say yeah. you yeah. were having a difficulty with another guy. Right. Yeah. About something. But it wasn't necessarily, it was just a tricky one. Yeah. He would negotiate the, the landmines of that trickiness with you and talk you through it and go you know what you should do to him dude yeah send him a little um, or or 
give him a buzz on it, but don't go through to his um, phone. Go through to the voicemail. Yeah, yeah. And those kind of things. Oh, no, he think, mean, he he'll have th- thought about it. He 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 was quite the quite the quite the Henry Kissinger, you know. Yeah. And, and and I know, and and I I empathise with that because I was a, being the youngest in my family. Uh, you know, I I was a, I was that soldier as a younger kid as well. You know, with parents and with 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 tricky situations. You know, it's you know your mother said this. Well, not really. She did, but you know, you know, I. I agree yeah. with you, but I agree with you as yeah. well. You're right as well, you know. Mm. So there's a bit of there's a bit of that. Yeah, he had a diplomat. He, diplomatic, absolutely, a, a lovely. He had a diplomatic core, mm. if you don't mind. There you go. Yeah, thank you. Anyway, uh, so um, but but anyway, that was the valuable lesson he taught me. And then, but co- coming way back, you know, moving right 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 up to the time uh, that uh, when he was ill, and and we were still very much in touch. He was he would chat to me on the phone. We he would he talked through the uh, the the um, all the treatments and stuff like that. And, you know, everybody remained, you know, hopeful because, I mean, Tony's positivity was, was carried everyone along, you know, mm-hmm. which was, even if, even if you had doubts yourself, but yeah, his funeral was, was, um, beautiful. It really was, you know, it's in Donnybrook. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it was I, massive. You know, oh God, it was huge. I mean, I, I remember it was a monumental uh, task because, because he had, he had died, I think on the Thursday, I think it was, uh, uh, the twelfth of March, and I, because I was thinking, if the funeral is on Saturday, I'm in trouble. I won't be able to get anybody. But I think the funeral was on the Monday, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, so I, he, all all he had asked, the one request he had asked was for me to get the Dublin Gospel Choir. So I said, I, so I had a contact there, got in touch with them, and they were more than happy to do it, which which was uh, immense. And because I had the few days. I got it into my head. I said, I, of course, Bill Shanley did it with me. I, you know, I said, Bill, I'm going to need you as my uh, right-hand man. And because uh, I remember, you know, I was talking to Ian Dempsey at the time. He said, look, if you're doing it, would you, would you please do a song called Into the Mystic? A Van Morrison thing. I said, I don't know it, but I said, I will certainly know it by Monday or as best I can. And Bill was so helpful with me with that over in his house rehearsing that. And and uh, so um, then I, I remember reaching out to a girl called Sharon Callally, who was a good friend of Tony's. And, and we, Tony, Sharon and I uh, spent a time in the Sahara Desert back in, oh, back in 2000 and what years my mother died? 2000 and it was just, just my mother died while we were there. So that was 2002. Um, we were out on a mission to, to, to raise money for Dublin Simon. And uh, there, w- there was lots of other people with this as well, but I mean, these are the people that are significant to the story or relevant to the story. Um, we were all, everyone was helping each other out there. It was a wonderful time. I had to leave uh, midway because my mother had, had, we hadn't expected her to get, uh, to get as ill as quick. It was one of those things that we're looking at six weeks that became three weeks in a day and then it became three days anyway. And that was, that was sad and, and difficult. But um uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, we were, we, Sharon, Sharon, and, and I called Sharon. Sharon was was uh, in, involved with principal management, um, U2's management company, and I just I called her and said, look, um, uh, I wanted to get some information to you too because I know you know him and Bono were were close not close but I mean there was great res- respect mm. there and I said just to let them know that Tony's gone and that this is where the funeral is taking place if they want to come mm. and that was all and then so she said well look I'm out of that whole game now contact uh, Nadine I think is the girl who's still involved and I, I got in touch with her she put me in touch with somebody else by email and uh, I just said 
you and you're and you're welcome to to uh, if you want to do something, you know, and very kindly and generously, Bono came back and said, "Look, myself and Edge will certainly do something. Uh, we'd love to do something." Then it came back that it so happens that so would Larry and Adam. So that was incredible. Um, and the, because they were they were on the Monday, I think they were they were heading out to the south of France, and uh, and so I was talking. To, through them and, and they said, look, we know the drill because we, we, we know the church, we'll come in this way and we'll sort all that out because we had been at, I think it was Seamus Heaney's funeral in, in is it, what's it called? Donnybrook Church, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway. So that was a, that was a, an, an, an absolute incredible bonus and tr- in tribute to Tony. I mean, I mean, the biggest band in Ireland, the biggest band in the world, you know, coming to pay tribute. Well, to, it was extraordinary. To, I mean, I was actually giving uh, one of the eulogies. Uh, exactly right. I mean, I mean, you were, you were there too and, and you were part of Brendan Keeley, who's, who... Uh, father, father, the f- father, father Ted, Brandon, I know, father, <laughs> I know, father, father, father Brendan just did my, my, uh, my two and a half year olds. Um, the Far East. Uh, the Far Tony's East, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, did, but I was giving I, one of the eulogies, and oh, sorry, in, yes, yeah. in, and in walks up the aisle, walks Bono, Larry, Adam, the boys, and yeah, the Edge. Yeah, yeah, I know. They and sit that, down and take their place in the pew, and yeah. then they played. It was it was incredible. I mean, there was there was the choir, the gospel choir. I mean, we we op- we opened up with um, um, uh, something that uh, a favorite of Tony's, um, which was the Long and Winding Road. Oh, uh, it's I, unbelievable what you did. You did, did the Long and Winding Road and Golden Slumbers, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. carry that. Yeah, that because we I wanted to blend that in, which is the triple song from Abbey Road. I did two from it. I did, yeah. I did Golden Slumbers into Long and oh, Winding, and and, and uh, I mean, look, listen, this is this is a you know, I mean. You know, I, I don't want to sound like I'm blowing my trumpet. The reality is, you're, you're just part of of of, of everyone's mm. love and pain at the yeah. same time in the room, yeah. and that's it. And and so, as a musician or as a singer or as a contributor, in, in, whether it's whether it's the you know somebody saying talking about Tony's life or kind words or you know giving a sense of the person. I mean, Tony was Tony knew so many different types of people. It was I, I was stunned <laughs> at the different walks of life. Yeah. And Tony was he wasn't he wasn't a different person. He, he was Tony struck me as you know that you know those pens that you can that have all the little col- the yeah. col- little colours the blue and white ones yeah yeah, yeah. And, and you can flick down the yeah. red and flick yeah. down the yeah. green you know yeah. Tony was kind of like one of those with <laughs> more of those man, you, know, yeah. you know and he was incredible uh, with everybody but um, it was it was pretty you know one of the most extraordinary funerals I, I've yeah. uh, ever been in attendance and and it was an absolute honour uh, you did a brilliant to, job to I saw, actually well, never you. had a chance to say that to you so you did a really brilliant job and it, it was so memorable and and everybody that was there will yeah. remember it. Yeah. I mean, I can remember you vividly doing the golden slumbers yeah. and the long and winding road. Oh, it, was, it, was, it was beautiful. You did an amazing job. And the lads, you too did an amazing oh, job Incredible. As well. I, I, and that's, you know, you you want to. That's, you know, you don't want to fail at something like yeah, that. It was cool that they turned up, wasn't it? Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. And the, and, the, and the gospel choir, which was, because it was like, uh, they, they all of a sudden, they fitted into everything that that we were doing, you know. So, and it was just, God, you know, it's, you, you would have loved to have been able to say, there you are, Tony. That was, that was, you know, that worked out a little bit better than, you know, than, than you, you'd asked for. But in the end of the day, he was gone. And, you know, getting back to Tony's, Tonyisms, you know, Tony, when you'd be going out, Tony would always say, uh, uh, you know, you know, H, you know, this is, I'm going back in later years now, when, when, when I would have been a bit more back on my feet uh, and uh, able to keep up with them or pick and choose. Uh, but he would say, H, you know, uh, you know, remember, like, there's only, there's only 52 Fridays in the year, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was Tony. And, 
yeah. But you know, and 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 but the sadder the sadder aspect of that was he. You know, we talk about you know he talked about maybe getting you know being tired or sleeping. He said, "Look, look, don't worry." He said, "You'd be millions of years looking at that lid," you know, and I, and that that's what went through my head when I visited him in oh. the in the that's funeral never, home first or, okay. the, because the first thing I saw was, was the was the lid, the lid. Up, up against the, the wall, you know. And I said, Jesus, I, I said, here we go. And it was kind of a bit like the millions, you know, in my head, I was thinking now, Tony, the millions, millions of years start now, you know? Mm. And it was just, it was just nice. sickening feeling. Yeah. I mean, how, 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 you know, our mortality, like we're, we're just a blink, all of us, mm. you know, it's, yeah. uh, so, you know, without, without, without turning the arse out of it, you know, live as much as you can yeah, day to day, I suppose, yeah. you know, yeah. but, um, but it's amazing that you, the life you lead can leave an indelible impression on others. Oh. I mean, it always, you leave an impression on, on some people. You yeah. See if it's just one person. But some people leave a, a really indelible impression on a lot of people. And oh, Tony was one of those. Because oh, he really, he, he's so vivid. Exactly. Yeah. Larger than life, I suppose. Well, vivid. I mean, well, you, vivid is the right word. You remember yeah, yeah. what he says. You remember what he looked like. You remember things he did. It's very vivid. Well, he, Tony uh, d- deliberated, you know, and he, and, and he did think. And, and, and I remember we used to, I used to spend an awful lot of time with him in, you know, in, in the thinking area, we used to talk, you know, not talk a lot or talk for hours, but we would break things down. He would ask me a lot of questions about things. And Tony was curious. Mm. He wanted to understand, you know, it's, he didn't want to be Mr. Super Articulate. He was he he did what he did. He loved the radio more than anything, um, but he still needed you know, he 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 always liked to broaden his ori- his horizons without being flash about it do you know what I mean mm. I think he he liked the power of understanding and the power of knowledge uh, but without you know stuffing it down anyone's mm. throat I think he struggled with one thing though and the idea of which way do you go do you share your life with somebody special yeah. or do you continue on your long and winding road yeah. where you have cut out an amazing path for yourself Yeah. and he struggled with that to the end of his life he did he the did. idea of do I cash in my chips here and sacrifice my single independent life and share it with somebody permanent mm. and find go down a different path or do I go my own way and he struggled with that constantly well it's a gamble because uh, you know he was he would have been at an age uh, uh, where he would be you know too old to be young and too young to be old yeah yeah and that's and that's a real tricky one point taken and it's a gamble and you know do I throw in my lot with somebody and and of course he he flirted with it and you know there was a there's, there's a song that I, I I'm not a songwriter by the way but I've written a few bits and pieces and uh, and uh, there was a song I've attempted to write many many times all I can remember from it is a, is a couple of lines you know it's 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 um, whatever I thought I had I thought I had longer and that's that is the great that's the human trap as we get older, we keep thinking we've much more time than mm. we actually have, you know. Mm. Uh, you know, enjoy yourself, enjoy yourself. It's later than you think. Yeah. My, my father used to always say that. Yeah, know? yeah, great. And that's the reality, you know. I mean, we, we, we think... Lovely song. Yeah, yeah, we think it's forever, so... That's uh, Doris Day, wasn't it? I don't Doris know, Day but uh, it's... Uh, I think Doris Day, that enjoy yourself. Enjoy yeah, it. I, I probably should have thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> Louis Walsh is on the line. Ah, Louis. Say hello to him. Oh, I, Louis, how are you? you? Paul, Paul, it's... Paul, Paul, you're amazing. Paul, I was, 
I was listening to you talking about 1994 and you never came back to me. I left a message on your voice machine. You and Charlie McGettigan, you could have been huge, but you never got back to me. I was going to form the first two-boy boy band and you never came back to me. It was around the time of Boy Zone. I was sick of them at the time. They weren't going anywhere and it could have been you and Charlie and you never responded. You, you reminded me of a young Simon and Garfunkel. I say, Louis, the problem. I say, I say, the problem was my phone was cut off at the time or something like that. I hadn't paid but my you phone lost, bill. <laughs> I, you could have been the new Carter twins. <laughs> oh my God, that brings me back to Tony, the Carter twins. But anyway, yeah. Well, the Carter twins. Yeah. Well, I, I do, Louis. If actually, I'm not mistaken, so I, made, I remember Tony actually asked the Carter twins, "When did you guys first meet?" Yeah, exactly. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was. That's why I said it was an absolute classic. But another classic was Louis. If you're still there, I, I I'm do, still here. I, I, I can't believe I do remember, there's still time. I do remember Enjoy you saying, yourself. I do remember saying, I remember you saying the problem with the Carter twins was that there were two of them. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, exactly. And that's the truth. But And you were right. But the guitar, the piano, I we know, could have taken true. over the world. I know, oh, we could have, yeah, yeah. I think somebody might have done that already. But, but uh, Louis, the I... The guy s- from Baileyborough, I didn't like him. <laughs> <laughs> and you both had beards. You yeah. needed to lose the beard. I loved your ponytail. Mm. You had the best ponytail. Do you still have the ponytail? It's in RTE in the wardrobe department now. Yeah, Tell Flatley to give it back. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks, Louis. I, I, saw Louis I saw Louis on The Chase recently on the TV show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Good. He's ah. gone. He's gone now. How's he gone? And oh, finally, I want to talk to you about yeah. that lovely item you do on the Pat Kenny show. Oh, thank you. And I really enjoy it. And I try to make it a point to tune in every week. Well, just a couple of technical questions. Technical. As a person who's involved in radio, I'll just try and see if this works, if yeah. this is working with you. So you talk to Pat live. Yes. But you've already pre-recorded the song. Yeah. You're not doing that live. Well, well, it's, well, it's a live it's recording. It's live. Well, it's, you see, it's a live recording because I record them live yeah, in my house. Exactly. The, the, the songs. So it's a live performance, yes. first of all. And the, the, when, I start, when, when, when I started doing this with Pat, it's six years ago. Yeah. So we started going by bringing... On uh, New Stuff. Yeah. Mm. Now, it wasn't this series, but it was in a different form. Uh, so I used to leave a keyboard in there. Yeah. And we would write out a few notes about about the background. We first of all we used to do music from the movies, ah, yeah. and then you know so we do somewhere over the rainbow from mm. Wizard of Oz, and we talk about that, and and then we chat like like we are here, and then I'd play, and that was it. Really was I know, but you know the quality wasn't wonderful, but we then you know sound wise, yeah, just yeah sound quality. But it was it was it was a novel idea at the time, and yeah. then we we improved it as we went. Then we did a series called uh, a brief history of the Irish ballad that was for a couple of years so that was where we kind of streamlined it where I I kind of would write it out write out the script Mm. and um, you know send it send it in with with a recording of the song and then just prior to you know I hadn't done it for maybe a couple of months and and, and Pat gave me a shout uh, in the summer of, of 2019 and he said, I have an idea for a thing called, called The Lyrics The Thing is the title. And we go in and look at the lyric of a song. And uh, how Is that Pat's idea? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was a, it was a, it was a. So Pat comes up with ideas for his own program. <laughs> that, of course he no, does. No, nothing smart. Oh, no, no, I don't. Well, well Pat. I got the sense that Pat is like, hi, I'm the, I'm, ah, no, I'm, 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 I'm the CBS anchor. No, I have a team of 12 around me oh, who oh, produce oh, my oh, show. Yeah, yeah, Dan Rather. I, I'm an I'm a you know an incisive yeah. um, interviewer and I won't be conned. But they tell me what to do. 
<laughs> I, well, that may have been. So I didn't realise he came up with that. Well, it might have been like show. that on RTE, but the reality is, I mean, I mean, certainly when I started working with him inside, um, uh, he had a team of people who they had to really, I suppose, learn how to work around him and and get because the here's the thing with Pat. Pick any subject, research it to 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 within an inch of its life. He'll still, you know, you know, uh, off the cuff, he'll know more about it than you. He's will. extraordinary, incredible. He is. His level of informantness is extraordinary, and, and because but he retains it and he can access. And, it and, and for an eighty-seven-year-old man, it's just fucking astonishing. He looks brilliant. He looks amazing. I know. I know. He's fit as a fiddle. As Unbelievable. Well. But he's, you know what? And and I, I tell you what, I am really extremely grateful to Pat for this because you know he's he's the only broadcaster who has allowed me sing anything other than rock and roll kids for the last fifteen yeah. years. So he's allowed me show and you know shine for yeah. the want of a better yeah. word. And and that's a that's a really decent thing to do. Yeah. Um, but but, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that that was his intention, but mm. at the and time... And he's on the line. Ask Say hi. Pat, shall he's, be on the lo- he's on the road back to Dorky. Okay. Say hello. On an electric bike. Pat, how are you? Hi, Paul. I'm really, really, really enjoying your discussion with Mario. And thanks for, you know, saying that I come up with stuff myself. <laughs> nice one, Paul. And thanks also for the tribute of letting you sing something else besides rock and roll kids. Of course I do, Paul. And I'm just wondering about next week's item. What are we going to do, pray tell? Now, before you start, I have a couple of suggestions. Do you know or are you familiar with the artist Cardi B? Definitely not. She has a fantastic song called Wet Ass Pussy. (laughs) It's W-A-P, and we can't say that on the radio, but we can say W-A-P, WAP, and you can do WAP, Wet Ass Pussy, on the uh, piano, tinkle, tinkle. <laughs> I, I, I thought you were more of a folk man myself, Pat. I like doing it all, but <laughs> wet ass pussy is what I want to hear from you, Paul. But also, if you can't do that this week, it might take some learning. I also have some death metal favourites. Have you heard of Flesh Crawl? <laughs> I'm guessing this will be for the next series. Have you heard of Flesh Crawl? Definitely not. Napalm Death? No. Autopsy? No, definitely not. They have great singles. <laughs> Dismember and my favourite band, Cradle of Filth. <laughs> do you know Cradle of Filth? No, I don't. I, I do. I, I do I, are, are they anything to the fields of the Nephilim or something like that? No, they aren't. No. But you know the rapper Ludacris? Yeah, I, yeah, I'm sure I do. <laughs> Hose in different codes. Can you do that one? <laughs> no. <laughs> Paul, you really are going to have to improve your back catalogue. It can't just be time in a bottle or fuck off. <laughs> oh, Pat, you you're know, a terrible man. What's his name? You, you know, green board, you know, uh, red red flowers are red, young man, and green, green flowers are green. Well, that's I haven't Harry done. Harry Shapin. I haven't done that no, yet. No, I want to hear Harry Shapin do wet-ass pussy. Yeah, well, he's dead. Who is? Harry Shapin. Oh. <laughs> Whereas pussy is alive and well, okay. and living in in this podcast and living and oh, living near Dorky. Paul, yep. Bye bye. <laughs> See you, Pat. Toodaloo. <laughs> I'm off to have another planning battle with a, an unsuspecting victim. <laughs> Why didn't you laugh at that, Paul? <laughs> Pat, on, Pat, I can assure you, Paul is laughing his head off, and he's giving me the um, cut enough, it, cut enough, it, enough, cut enough. it, cut it. I'm trying to keep my Brilliant. job. Joking. Pat Kenny has a great sense of humour. I know that. Yep. Brilliant. Paul, um, I have nothing left in the tank. 
Um, so okay. I've I, I really enjoyed your company. And, and you know what? We, you, we covered so much in that. Can I just mm, mention that, you know, and, and lovely to have Pat talking on the line. Um, this series has gone on way longer than uh, probably than this podcast. Talk, yeah. <laughs> uh, gone way on, longer than, than we thought. And as a result of, of its popularity. Um, there may be an album. There are two. Ah. There are nice. two already available. There was, there's going to be six. I like it. So the six for the year. Uh, and I've got uh, the lyrics of the thing, volume one and volume two. That's really nice. Are, are up in the ether, available to download or stream. Or, uh, and uh, I'll be doing three and four. And then, uh, then I'm going to do a standards edition, which is kind of a, more yeah. of the slightly jazzy things that and I do. And has Pat asked you to do vocal, if you can do backing vocals on any of these things? No, because I know he fancies himself with the guitar. You know, I know he's he's good. He's I got I got I got Pat to sing in many many years ago on RTE uh, back in. Uh, can he hold a note? Ah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a Christmas tune we mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. In fact, he kind of had to save today because I I I had a, a laryngitis thing. Yeah. Of course, if that happened nowadays, you'd be you'd be locked up because yep. they wouldn't let you in. Anyway, those things are available. Ah, uh, oh, that's and, lovely. And, that's and, a really and, great idea. And we'll be bringing it out again. The lyrics, later the thing, the volume one and two, and there will be six. There, w- there will be six by the by October. I'm going to bring yeah. out a kind of a box set. I don't know if anyone buys box sets anymore, but I'm going to do it anyway. Paul, I've loved listening to your um, reminiscences and um, the meandering way you talk as well. You jump from subject to subject very well. Thank you, uh, and thank you for for joining me. Thanks, Mario. And thanks a million to Paul Harrington for um, a lovely conversation and it was great catching up with Paul again I hadn't seen him in a few years and I do enjoy his item on the Pat Kenny show um, thanks a million to Curry's for all their support but mainly thanks to you for listening and thanks to your free encouragement your um, follows your subscriptions and um, and your emails mariorosenstock at gmail.com give us a bell see you same time same place next week take it handy.